Talk Radio 570 KVI. It's KVI Want to Know Weekends. KVI Want to Know Weekends. Get ready to raise a toast with Seattle's most spirited hour of talk, Happy Hour Radio. Explore the best in Washington wines, beer, spirits, food, and more with your guide, Seattle sommelier, Christopher Chan. It's Happy Hour Radio, right now on Talk Radio 570 KVI. Well, hello, Seattle. Hello, Puget Sound, and welcome to Happy Lucky Happy Hour Radio. Hey, this is St. Patrick's Day weekend. And I'm so pleased you're taking Saturday night to, uh, well, get a little lucky here. We've got some great products, some great people, and always uh, some fun times on the show. If you ever miss a show, and I hope you, I know we travel, I miss my own shows sometimes, but uh, and then I go to my website, it's happyhourradio.net, and uh, check out our Facebook page at Happy Hour Radio, of course, and if you're tweeting, it's Happy HR radio uh you can find all of our shows there and a podcast on itunes and soundcloud so tell your friends and uh well hopefully you enjoy it and i always appreciate those comments that keep coming in keep up the good work here cheers to you chris all right totally fun well when i think of saint patrick's day of course i think of lucky charms i think of the pot of gold and i think of guinness stout heart beer and irish whiskey jameson bushmills mmm what are the other ones? Oh, Tullamardew. That's a good one. Um, but today, we've got um, some great whiskey in the house. Uh, this is a perfect uh, segue into our conversation. I have a, a young man, Tom Johnson, who is the National Brand Ambassador for Noble Oak Spirits. And this is a great company. It's a, a fairly new company here in the United States. And um, the parent company is actually out of Scotland. But they are helping save the world one tree at a time, and uh, I'll save some of that stuff. That's the tease, if you will. Uh, hey, Tom Johnson, welcome to Happy Hour. Hi, Chris. How are you? Nice to be here. Um, fantastic. Thank you for asking. How oh. are you? You you saw me earlier, you know, doing my stretches, doing my pregame warm up, uh, having a little little nips here, and uh... yeah, you gotta you you definitely gotta stretch before you do the Happy Hour Radio and you... <laughs> stretch that arm so you can take that shot. Uh, let's talk about you. You're an alcohol <laughs> you're an alcoholic professional. <laughs> that's that's what I tell people as well. You where are you from? You're from New York. Uh, I'm from Connecticut, but yeah, I was living in New York for for a handful of years before I came out to see. Were you a Husky? I am a Husky. I'm How an East about Coast Husky. That? Yeah. yeah, remember that '99 game? Oh man, what Rip Hamilton? Rip Hamilton just over the outstretched arms of uh, Femmerling, and we lost in the final <laughs> six seconds. Man, that was tough. That was a great team. Been some good good games over the years. <laughs> well, now you got uh, Sue Bird here. You know, oh, right. holding down the Seattle Storm. That's and, right. Yeah, 17 years, another world champion. Yeah. That's fun. So, Connecticut, you found your way. You said, you know, nothing going on here except ESPN and, of course, the Yukon. But you went to New York to uh, make a living in food and beverage? Uh, kind of, yeah. I had a midlife crisis at the tender age of 24. I was actually working in libraries, and I had a buddy who had moved down to New York that I had gone to school with, was in bands with. And he was like, just come out here. Check it out. I'll get you a job. Trust me, I'll get you a job. And I dove right into fine dining at, uh, with Tom Colicchio at his restaurant in the Chelsea area, Colicchio and Sons at the time. Wow. So uh, is the Dewey Decimal System still alive, or is that gone? <laughs> uh, it's, it's alive and well. 
They're taking a couple anywhere. more decimal points now with the computer. You don't have to worry about that. And do they still have the, you have to write your name on the library card, or do they stamp it? What, uh, it's it it's all digital now. It's amazing. I actually went to the library today before I came here. It's, go to your local libraries. They're great institutions. That's right. Besides, we're paying for it, folks. And you understand the, the remodeling. And, of course, you got free internet there. Uh, you just can't, you know, go anywhere you want, apparently, for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Something in the name of public safety or public decency and morality, I don't know. But uh, that's why we're on the radio. Um, let's talk about uh, fine dining. Back in New York, um, cocktails were huge. And wine and cocktails were huge because people like to drink in New York. I mean, you got 20 million people. You figure that something's going to be popular. 20 million people, uh, very small kitchens and dining rooms generally. Uh, so, yeah, there's a huge culture going out. Um, I started in fine dining. It was... 2012 or so at the time, and uh, yeah, cocktails were huge. At our establishment, we had over 20 beers on tap, so huge food and beverage culture. I got to do on-hand wine training, and that leads right into the world of spirits, and I was also kind of tapped into bartending culture, because my buddy who got me down there was a bartender. Wow. Interesting. Uh, What brought you west? Uh, Specifically a bicycle. Uh, a blue bicycle, a surly long-haul trucker. So Not I, a lime green one <laughs> or an orange one. You mean a blue bicycle. It was, it was blue. <laughs> uh, well, that's like what they have out there is the city bikes. Yeah, I rode, I rode a bike out here. I was kind of ready to make some moves. And uh, Wait, you rode a bike? You actually did ride your bike from New York to Seattle. Yeah, real story. Rode a, rode a bicycle. Two wow. wheels, two pedals. How many flats did you have? Amazingly, I had one flat. Just and it one? it was 50 miles from the finish line. It was on the last day of the ride. Really? Yeah. Wow. And uh, do you support a uh, uh, a special cream or anything? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely use chamois cream. Sundi- sundries. Yeah. <laughs> did you have panty eaters then, and were they stocked, or did you did you sleep, uh, did you tent it, or did you go in and sleep at the Motel 7? Uh, there was a couple of Motel 7 nights, for yeah. sure, but it, you kind of piece it together. So in the beginning, I was very naive, had no idea what we were doing. Um, so there's kind of some- You said we- there was we. It was uh, me and uh, my partner at the time did it together. And uh, there's a lot of motels kind of in the early part of the sure. trip because we had no idea what we were doing. And then you piece it together with a network called Warm Showers, which is kind of like couch surfing for folks who bike. And we hit some big cities that I had some friends in, so stayed oh. with friends. And then there's a combination of hostels and churches that will open their doors to you and a whole network of folks that will help you out across the country. So. But no hostiles, right? Uh, not that I saw. No, That's actually. good. Interesting. So did you, did you drink some beers on the way all the way through? Did you try some wines? Did you em, em, uh, embrace the the culture of each uh, little road sty- roadside stop? Or? For sure. I mean, as much as you can, you there's a lot of diners along the way. <laughs> it's kind of a lot of very small towns. You want to go to a towns with 50 or less people, ride a bike across the country because there's nowhere else to stay. Right. Um, but yeah, amazing hospitality just everywhere we went. Now, how were the drivers? I know I just read an article in the paper recently in the Seattle Times talking about how Seattle drivers have become a little more aggressive and like, yeah, they have because people from Seattle don't live here anymore. <laughs> but how did you get the, some honkers? Did you any scary moments? There was uh, there were a few. There's always a couple of close calls, um, but mostly the network of roads that you ride on is pretty good. It's secondary roads. It's less traveled places. Oh, right, when it's yeah. high season, vacation season, some of the more touristy oriented places, like you get through, you ride through Yellowstone. Yeah, um, that gets pretty hairy. But again, generally positive experiences. Right on. And so, what day did you get here? 
I got here the end of July. Oh, wow. And this was 2012? Uh, 2016. Twi- really? Yeah. You are a brand new uh, psychopant or <laughs> Uh Happy to have you, Tom Johnson. And you scored this really cool gig. What's your, di- what's your gig? Oh, yeah. I the, just the best job. So I work for Noble Oak, uh, now Spirits. We started out as Noble Oak Bourbon. It was launched here... Uh, October 2017. So. so we were the opening market. Did you? It wasn't made here, was it? It was. It comes from Kentucky. Um, and again, you mentioned the Scottish parent company. So this is Edrington Group. And they wanted to enter the American whiskey market. They made this incredible bourbon. Wanted a place that people could touch it, taste it, interact with it. Make sure that they had what they thought they had. Something really good. Um, and so we were ground zero to test that out for a couple of reasons. There's huge distilling culture here. Um there's folks who are willing to try new things. There's a lot of loyalty um, to craft. And also because we are the every bottle plants a tree bourbon, they wanted to go to the Emerald City, somewhere that that messaging would really stick and be able to take off. Yeah, I hope that that moniker still sticks. <laughs> Maybe we've got emerald green tents all over the city these days. So you went from one ground zero to the other, and here you are. So Noble Oak uh, Spirits, um, How it's it's one year anniversary, right? Uh, fourteen months. Now, fourteen but, months. But, okay, that's that's how you you talk about a baby. I, you don't talk about you. You talk about months. Just yeah. fourteen months. And it's like you know one full calendar year. So yeah, and you've been at the helm ever since. You actually were the first person on the on the streets on the ground here to to help plan, implement, expose, and pour. So I entered the scene maybe two or three weeks after they had officially launched it. Um, and I am the full, the only full-time employee of Noble Oak. So we have a commercial team with Edrington, and the brand manager came out, and they got it off the ground at a big market blitz to start. But I am the one dedicated mascot for Noble Oak. <laughs> I love it. And you've got the cool outfit, of course. You ingratiate yourself to uh, the beautiful populace of Ballard with Hattie's hat, sweatshirt. And is that a Noble Oak or is that a fever tree? Oh, this is a noble oak hat. Yeah, it I know. Looks like fever Every, tree. There's a lot of there's a lot of trees out there. <laughs> there are, uh, so fun. So, what was the idea of actually planting trees with this uh, this noble oak? This uh, extra community service. I mean, really connecting with the earth. Oh, this is great. So, let me talk a bit about Edrington Group. We got to focus out one layer. So, Edrington is actually owned primarily by the Robertson Trust. So, the largest charitable trust in Scotland. So, McAllen Highland Park. Uh, for a while, it was Cuddy Sark, Naked Grouse. Well, sorry, Naked Grouse is the new one. Famous Grouse Ooh. and everything that falls under that moniker. Recently, Partita Tequila, Snow Leopard Vodka. They all have giving back programmed in in some way or another. And Noble Oak is the first product that was launched from the ground up. So they wanted to build giving back in a new and exciting way that really ties into the whiskey. So it's kind of 360 messaging. It's an homage to the wood that goes into the whiskey, the wood that really builds Edrington, and also reforestation and sustainability. And what's truly interesting is that, of course, of all the oak trees that are are planted in the world, there are several areas that are known for what's known as the best cooperage oak. Of course, that would be France, Hungary, uh, I think it's Croatia, Russia, and then America, North America, we should say, because I think we've got some trees up in Canada. Uh, but when you get local here, of course, it's Oregon, it's Wisconsin, it's Minnesota, and it's uh, Kentucky and, and, and the Ozarks or something. I think they grow some, some wood down there. Interesting enough that each oak is a different species. There's the true species of American oak. And there's the true species of European oak. There's uh, Quercus, whatever you call it. It's Quercus alba, Quercus superius. Um, and this is this particular, particular, this is American oak, right? You're planting? 
Uh, so the trees that are planted are actually going to be determined by local sustainability right. organizations. So we're not specifically planting oak trees. It's more about reforestation, oh. um, the sustainability piece. So, um, uh, yeah. Um. So it's whatever the local markets need. And as the brand scales up, we're going to plant trees where the bottles are sold. So we've planted a lot of evergreens here. I'm sure there will be some oaks planted across the country, but we leave that part kind of to the experts. Sure. That makes sense. The arborists, if you will. Yeah. And when we think of the product, so is Noble Oak, um, obviously it's its own uh, program, its own portfolio. Is there just one expression of this particular whiskey? Uh, so Noble Oak launched just as bourbon. Okay. And that was a Seattle exclusive for about the first eight months that it was on market and started rolling out across the country. And we just got in Washington State Noble Oak Rye, and that's going to be an exclusive probably for most of this year. So fun. Um, obviously, there are several factors that go into making a great whiskey. It's, it's of course, uh, the, 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 the source product, the source starch or sugar, um, whether in, in your mash bill, if you will, uh, some things like there's potato vodka, and it's made from all potatoes. But whiskeys typically tend to have a, a variety of grains in the mash bill. Of course, um, for most bourbon, it's a minimum of 51% corn. The rest can be wheat or barley. Um, Canada was known for rye, rock and rye back in the day, back in the good old days when you could bootleg, <laughs> you can make money and make gangsters. Um, and of course, uh, Irish whiskey and Scotch whiskey use barley purely uh, on their own. And then some people are adding oats and things like that. Does Noble, what's Noble Whiskey's formula? So this is a great preview of uh, where we might be going here yeah, with see, the conversation. I know, that's what um, I do. So Noble Oak is a high rye, which is in that 18 plus percent rye category. Um, some of them get super high rye. It sits right around. It's very similar to what the Brown Foreman Distillery produces with their Woodford and Old Forester lineups. Um, but it's double oak matured. So really the thing that sets Noble Oak apart, and again, kind of what... The homages with the name, and what Edrington does is sherry-seasoned European oak. Excellent. And those sherry casts, though, typically came from uh, the United States back in the days, because we had huge forests, of course, because, you know, Spain, they had to chop trees for houses and for, for fire for, you know, five th the millennia. But America had all these forests, and of course, that's what made big timber barons, especially here in the Pacific Northwest. Speaking with Tom Johnson, the National Brand Ambassador for Noble Oak Spirits. What's your website? Uh, you can find Noble Oak at NobleOak.com. NobleOak.com. All right, folks, I've got four glasses of whiskey here. This is going to be a blind tasting. He's putting my palate to the test. And uh, I want you to come back and see how I do. Uh, so stick around, folks. Be right back here on Happy Hour Radio. Tune it in and turn it up. Cruise home with Kirby. The Kirby Wilbur Show, live and local. Weekdays, 3 to 6 p.m., KVI. KVI Want to Know Weekends continue. Now, back to Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan. All right, Peter Sound. Hey, welcome back. Time for round two, and yet I'm seeing double. I've got two plus two glasses in front of me. It's four glasses of uh, the golden uh, hazelnut-looking liqueur. Uh, kind of, it's not a chestnut. It's it's more of an amber. This is all amber. Four glasses of amber uh, distillate. Distillate here in my glass. And uh, Tom Johnson, the National Brand Ambassador, has poured me four different spirits. Um, and this is going to be a test of really to, to taste perhaps what straight bourbon is, what bourbon with rye is, or whiskey with rye, and things like that. So um, tell me what you're thinking on this, Tom. Yeah, so I like doing this because... Uh, 
Noble Oak I put in its own lane, kind of tucked behind Angel's Envy and that double-matured bourbon category, which has only been around for eight years or so. It's a big scotch technique where you take bourbon. Bourbon has to go into new oak containers, new right. American oak containers. Put it in a different barrel at the end of its life, and that gives it a ton of different flavor and different character. But also to kind of just disambiguate the bourbon category a little bit, there's kind of three big branches. There's traditional mash bill, high rye mash bill, and a weeded mash bill. All right, And great. that's kind of the flavoring. And so these grains. are all mixed up, so uh, I'm thinking I'm going to taste them and we'll find something. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think this will be compelling radio. Oh, oh, I'm excited. Like I'm excited okay. to hear how you... Well, let's build the drama with a little silence. <laughs> All right, so these are all typically amber-colored. It's, it's, it's beautiful with this uh, fluorescent light we've got. Um, uh, this is about a almost an ounce here in the glass. I'm going to smell it. Okay, my first impression is that this has a lot of fresh new oak. It smells woody. It smells vanilla, um, toffee. Uh, it's also a bit of what I'll call light green vegetal note. I think it's got some, it just gives you that sense of new wood and it still has some of the um, aromas you might find with um, even firewood. You smell it, I mean, it's, you chop it, it, it it's, dries for a year. It still has that note, but let's taste it. Well, first of all, the palate's very, this is a very soft, smooth, a very light whiskey. Although um, the heat, first on the attack, is toffee, um, pecan, some burnt hazelnut, or should I say toasted. Um, there's a, a faint touch of buttered toast, a little dried apricot, and a bit of vanilla uh, powder on the finish. Um, it's warm. I'm going to say this is probably straight 80 proof. It's very balanced. The water is, it's a very light whiskey, um, but it's definitely bourbon because it's got a lot of oak on it, uh, and it's a sweeter version. So I'm going to say this is basically um, corn and barley, because um, I think it reminds me of the barley, chicken barley soup that I like to make. <laughs> I'd just like to say you stole all those words right out of my mouth, by the way. That's exactly how I describe this. <laughs> oh, right. Right. Uh, let's, let's keep let's go going. Let's go to the second one. Okay, second one is? All right, so this one smells um, a little more sweet, actually. This has got a little marshmallow, a uh, little toffee, a little cotton candy on it, um, creme brulee, uh, and also that a little bit of orange, a citrus, um, like a burnt orange note. On the palate, it's a little more fiery. Um, it has a little more uh, structure. It, it tastes like it's got some spice to it, which makes me think there's some rye character here. Uh, rye being a very dark grain. Um, it's probably the same amount of oak treatment, but the spice really lingers here. So that could be wheat or barley. I'm going to go to wine number... Wine number... I do that all the time. Last number three. Okay, so this smells very citrusy. Actually, this has more uh, stone fruit and uh, citrus on the nose. Um, Meyer lemon, tangerine, tangelo. An orange. Uh, it almost gets into some tropical fruit. Interesting, because on on the attack on this particular, the, the third whiskey, the third dram, it is very tangy. There's some acid here for some reason. And I'm trying to figure that out because it's got some. It's sprightly. 
It has a little pepper on the ta- on the on the palate, um, but again, these are I'm surprised how smooth these are. Um, there's no maker's mark here, and I used to love maker's mark, but I can tell there's no maker's mark here so far. I mean, we'll see. Uh, this one is pretty spicy. This could also have some rye and some wheat in it too. Um, and the palate is again, it, it's it's full, it's uh, fleshy, it's got great. Um, uh, a finish and it's it's harmonious. So, all right, <laughs> class number four. My goodness, I bet you're all like, oh my goodness. Hmm. This smells toffee confected. This smells like a little bit of Southern comfort. There is a lot going on in the aroma here. Oh, this is high orange. This is marmalade. Uh, very citrusy. It's got that sweet confiture note. I mean, how often do you swirl whiskey in your mouth and get a little air? <laughs> Jesus. Interesting. Now, this is a, again, it felt like it was going to be uh, a little tough, a little structured, a little hot on the palate. It has a little higher ABV here. This has some more alcohol to it, number four. Um, but the, the layers of flavor are more complex here. This has like three or four different layers, and I can get it's like vanilla coffee, uh, cotton candy or vanilla toffee. Um, then we got some orange spice. Then we have this sort of toasted oak, mar- burnt marshmallow note. Then it finishes with roasted nuts and again uh, citrus. So I tasted all four. They all look very similar, but they all are very unique. So uh, let's go. Let's go back to number one. Okay. So the big reveal. This is a traditional. Mash bill bourbon, so it's got seventy eight or so percent corn and then ten ah. percent rye to twelve percent malted barley. Okay, and we don't need to reveal all the labels. I don't no, want anybody That's get fine. in trouble. But these are all incredible products. Uh, these are all great. Yeah. These are all delicious. You didn't bring me any, yeah. you know, no slouches here. No, um, these are all really high end spirits, and I appreciate that. Thank you very much. And this is a this is ninety proof, ninety four. It proof. is ninety four. You're kidding? Yeah. Wow, really, that tells you. Even really on my whiskey. first or my second sip whiskey of the day, this one is so smooth. Um, all right, I hope you buy an extra bottle for But me. hold on. Before we do the big reveal, I'm, I am going to challenge you just one little bit. Sure. Wh- which one of these do you think spends some time with a different kind of wood? Three or four. I got the orange and the sherry, and this one probably, because this one had the, all the flavor in mm. it. Yeah, this smells like sherry. Number all four. Right. Let's keep going. All right. <laughs> I must be wrong. <laughs> All right. Number two. What's this one? Oh. Well, it's interesting. What kind of sherry is it? I really love this. Is it overall, is it Oloroso barrel? Is it Palo Cortado? Is uh, it's it... Oloroso yeah, sherry. Okay, yeah. This tastes like a lot of barley to me. A lot of, a lot of corn and barley. Uh, just your flavor descriptors. I'm really excited to actually go back and listen to this and I have other people listen to it because you kind of dialed this one in as more structured and spicier and more robust. So this is the high rye. It's the high rye. Even just, it's 8% more rye, so it's 18 versus 10 in that mm-hmm. first one. And even just the structure that you get, a very similar age. Is there wheat or barley? Because we're talking about 51% corn <laughs> and then 18% rye and it could be a mix of wheat or barley. But so this is 72, 18, 10. So 72% okay. corn, 18% rye, 10% Malted barley. Yeah. Um, I really like that because that is, and it doesn't taste hot. This this can't be 94 proof. 90, this has got to be uh, it's, 80. It's 90. Yeah. 
Oh my goodness. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> I might be uh, pushing the limits of my tolerance here. All right. So this is. So looking at these these spirits again, this one seems to be darker. Mm. Hmm. Now we're getting to it. Yeah, I know. So when I look at that color, because the color does actually the center here has more concentration of color. It's a little. It's dark brown. You know when I said acid, that was the key. I said tangy. That's got your. It finishes well with also sherry flavors. Yep, it does. Um, what's this one? This is Noble Oak, and this is a very similar mash bill as that high rye, almost the same raw ingredients. And so I love doing this where you get to taste them back to back because what you're tasting, you know, seventy percent of a whiskey's flavor comes from the wood. So to go from that high rye to almost the same raw ingredients, but with that secondary maturation, it's totally different in the. It glass. is totally different, and. It's actually the acid carries, and this makes your mouth water a little more. Um, same proof, same proof, ninety wow. proof. Yeah. Oh man, I love these big baller whiskeys, big baller bourbons we're tasting. Uh, so again, this is the Noble Oak Rye. Uh, no, it's Noble Oak Bourbon. Noble yeah. Oak Bourbon, so, right? Okay. Right around that eighteen percent rye mark, but with that, yeah, okay, that's right. That, that was... Oloroso sherry, mm. I, I get. It starts out as bourbon, and then you get into some dark chocolate characters, stewed fruit, mm-hmm. and it has a really long finish on it. It does. So when we go do consumer tastings, people say, oh, this is so smooth. Again, you're like, 90 proof, no way. But it's just, And it just makes my lips tingle a touch. Um, this is great. We have one more whiskey to, to tease, the final whiskey, but we only have one minute left for this segment. So I want to go back, and, and we think about how much flavor the whiskey gets. It's 70% from the wood because typically they're spending at least two years in, in a barrel. Is that right? Uh, typically, yeah. Typically. Most I mean, of the stuff that you get is probably in, in two plus, if not four plus. Right. I think Makers is four, and they just got new oak and, or something like that. And of course, in Canada, it's 36 months, and so is Scotland. Uh, Irish whiskey, I don't remember. But, of course, bourbon is its own unique category here in the United States. Hey, folks, I've got Tom Johnson, the national brand ambassador for Noble Oak Spirits, and I'm getting grilled, blind tasted, <laughs> right here on Happy Hour Radio. Regular guys separated by 20 years and a full head of hair. Mark Lee and Van Camp. Weekdays 9 to noon. Talk Radio 570 KVI. It's KVI Want to Know Weekends. And you're listening to Happy Hour Radio. Now back to Seattle, Somalia. Christopher Chan. All right, Seattle. Hey, I'm sitting here with my pal Tom Johnson, the National Brand Ambassador for Noble Oak Spirits. And he's put me through um, a test like no other. This is for blind spirits, for bourbons. Um, from North America. One, of course, is his. And uh, I, I'm going through this process, which is interesting because bourbon by law, 51% minimum corn, aged at least one year in a new oak barrel, of course, two years if it's straight. And it really just has to touch oak. Is that 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 uh, legalese has is, is kind of been challenged over the years. And so it may not be in a barrel per se, but it might be in a giant vat with some oak to it because it's just about oak aging. Uh, the oak flavor in touch with in contact with oak is actually I think what the the the, the legally says, um, but we tasted uh, the first one. So let's just talk about some of these. Why don't you tell me what this first one was? Just because I like them all. So that first one that you tasted, traditional, I 
flagship traditional bourbon that I like to do when we do these blind tastings is Elijah Craig. Elijah Craig. Craig. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Heaven Hill Distillery. Just, Heaven Hill. They've got, they do it all, they do it all great. I remember Heaven Hill. It was in a green label. It was the summer of 1979. I was at Seattle Center Coliseum going to see Nazareth. And, oh, who was the opener? I forget. But we had Heaven Hill. Yeah. Or Evan Williams. No, it was Heaven. That's another good one. <laughs> I think it was 765 a fifth back then. And we had to bootleg it. Uh, times have changed. They have changed a bit. Oh, well, congratulations on Elijah Craig. That is a delicious spirit, especially starting out. Because as um, a professional, we often taste flights of different spirits or wines or beers, whatever. And the first one is always the, you know what, okay, I don't think about too much of it because I haven't tasted them all. But this one really stood out in that it was smooth and delicious. Second one, all right, what's this one? So I don't want to reveal my source on this one just, again, because I don't want anybody to call me out on it. But this is, uh, we'll say that that high rye mash bill is what the Brown Foreman lineup specializes in. And Got it. All right. Um, I won't even think about it because I don't drink enough whiskey. Uh, I guess that's the statement right there. We're going to change that. That'll be my news resolution next year. <laughs> drink more whiskey. Starting today, perhaps, even we'll, we'll get a heads up, uh, um, a head start, I should say. So this is d- more delicious. Uh, it has more flavor, I should say. It's more complexity, a little more uh, f- finish. And it tastes a little spicier uh, on the back end of, of my palate here. I'm still getting it. Of course, I'm sipping these, and I should be spitting, but it's happy already on Saturday night. What the heck are you talking about? All right, and number three is yours, but so let's go back to four. So this is the one we haven't revealed yet. This one, I remember I was saying there were layers of flavor here. One, two, three, four layers, and it had a, a host of, of course, citrus and a marshmallow. Of course, we had some wood notes, and then... Uh, Toffee and or almonds and um, nuts and dried fruits. I'm going back to it. There's that flavor there, but this is a little thinner. This one is a little lighter than uh, the third one, and I think you know, I got the complexity there. It's probably I was did not drink any water in between these to you know freshen my palate if that's what it does, or sober me up something like that. So uh, four. Four is tasty, um, but it's light, and I think it's still looking for its its um, its harmony. It's just a little. It tastes young to me. Actually, is what it is. So, I think that this one's super interesting, and I'm very happy to be able to be able to talk to this one because this is Wyoming whiskey, um, which was recently partnered up with Edrington. So now they're in the book and. Uh, we'll be able to talk about them a bit more in the future. Sure. Uh, it's five years, and this is 88 proof because they're the 44th state in the nation. So okay. Cute little homage there. Um, but and 44th parallel? <laughs> I don't think that. Um, but it's super vegetal, and so they're really carving out the space of- That's where I got that third wood note because I get yeah. some of that, we'll call it the vegetal part is where the wood- so terroir is a concept that's really entered into the world of whiskey. So this is Kirby, Wyoming, super rugged wilderness, you know, a lot colder than Kentucky, mountainous, and I think you just get all that in the glass. Interesting. And you said it was aged five years? Five years, yeah. Oh, my goodness. And I thought it was young. And it's just really a... Um, it has so much complexity that I'm trying to grasp where that baseline is. Uh, and it's so light. It's it's really, 
It reminds me of Crown Royal, and I don't know if that's a. It's, that's certainly, in my opinion, that's not a degradation of the product because I always loved Crown Royal. It, to me, it was the one whiskey that stood above all others back in the day. And so when I say that, I say it with um, you know endearment. Uh, let's go to this one. So number three, this is the Noble Oak Straight. No, what's the title? Uh, we just call it Noble Oak Bourbon. Okay, Double Oak Matured. So again. I love doing this because, especially if you go back and listen to those flavor descriptors, this one jumps out at me every time. The first thing that I did when I got this was went and talked to some candle makers because the aroma is so distinct, that sherry character. We partner up with some chocolate makers down in the market and do bourbon and chocolate pairings. Oh, at Indy? Yeah, down at oh, Indy. Oh, is that you? Yeah. Interesting. I know they reached out, and so um, this is fun. And for... I believe that actually whiskey pairs better with chocolate than wine does, in my personal opinion, but I don't care what you do. If you like it, go for it. Because there are serious notes here, and you're not getting mixed up with the berry and the acid. Wine has acidity, and whiskey typically doesn't. So you get the same sort of um, spectrum of flavor for your palate. What are the prices? I mean, where can we find Noble Oak bourbon? So Noble Oak Bourbon's been on the market just over a year now, and we've got some pretty good distribution. We're not in any of the huge big box retail grocery store places yet. That's on our goal list for this year. But you can get us at Total and Bebmo, and then any <laughs> that of your... sounds like a big box. Well, none of the grocery retail, which <laughs> is it. a lot of the Washington market. Sure, it is. It, so you finding as 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 a newbie here in the state and on the alcohol. Um, brand portfolio side to see how much product has actually moved through the shopping cart industry. Oh, for sure, yeah. What they what they say, you know, this is my first time on this side of the bottle, so to speak, and the one of the mantras was, you know, 70% is retail, so you grow the brand in the on-premise, and That's you right. need people to touch it and taste it and talk about it, but the off-premise is, is really where, where it, it happens. What's your philosophy on tasting? I, I would say, here's what I know. Drink it however you like it, is what we say, because we want you to enjoy it however you would like to enjoy it. That's fine. Personally, how do you like to imbibe uh, Noble Oak? Is this something... I mean, you like to mix it up, because as a wine guy, like I want a cab, and then I want a Merlot, then I want to go to Tempranillo, then I want to go to Cunoise. I like to keep it fresh, and I know that when you're taking spirits, though, sometimes you want to try a spirit with different... I want to do orange bitters, I want to do peach bitters, I want to do smoked bitters. I want. To, I mean, you get to play with it. Do you play with this product? A hundred percent. Yeah. My background is in cocktails. Um, and my cocktail lesson, the first and most important lesson I learned in the world of cocktails is cocktails are supposed to be fun. So to me, that means drink it how you like it. I think, you know, so this product is $35 suggested retail price. No way. Right. Absolutely. I love that suggestion. So, <laughs> well, so out the door after tax in Washington state, that's under 50 bucks a bottle, right. which is still, I think, a pretty good sweet spot. Do you have the bottle? Let's see it. Yeah. You must have the bottle. You weren't packing uh, Ziploc bags like we did back in that Nazareth concert. <laughs> Here's the rye. There's a oh. of the rye for you. Wow. Look how dark that is. That looks really delicious. Um, but that's a, that's a price point where you can do cocktails. You can do at-home cocktails. You can mix it with ginger beer and not have to feel guilty about it. So I love it in all forms. I mean, I'm a Boilermaker guy, beer in a shot. I was actually just listening to your episode with the... Uh, Dustin from Black Cat. Oh, like, yeah? I love all that, but I think that the oak fashion is a classic old fashioned, whichever way you like it. I like it with a little bit of maple syrup. One that we do because I get to work with Indy is uh, a little bit of chocolate, chocolate bitters, mole spice. I think it it's so versatile. 
It's delicious and smooth at the end of the day, and it has you know complex flavors. And if you're really a bourbon fan or a brown spirits fan, these these are the moments. I'm truly impressed that you you were able to bring such a um, a high level quality of spirit here to compare with Noble Oak. That's ballsy. I mean, you brought Elijah Craig. I know our marketing department's a, a little shy about that, so I'm excited to have them hear this and, yeah. and understand that it lines up. That I, you know, I think it punches above yeah. its weight class. It's not Seagram Seven, folks. yeah, <laughs> which used to be great uh, back in the Chinese restaurant when I used to frequent when I hosted karaoke. Uh, so fun. Uh, are there different events for Noble Oak? Can you get involved with some of this tree planting you do? Absolutely. So uh, if you're in Washington State, our local partner is the Mountains to Sound Greenway Trust, and they have a lot of opportunities to volunteer. Uh, the tree planting season in Washington, because it's very wet winters and the summer season kind of starts and dries out, happens mostly in the winter. But they've got a few still coming up, so Earth Day is one to look out for. Um, they'll be doing April 22nd, I think that is. Uh yeah, I think they're doing it on the Saturday. I'll yeah, on that makes sense. The 20th. I know. Let's move all of our holidays to that, either Friday or Saturday. Yeah. Probably the Saturday, so you take Friday off. I'm going to make it Friday. I don't know. Monday. I, I want three-day weekends. This from now on. Tom Johnson, what's the website? NobleOak.com. Hey, this has been a real treat. Thanks for being bold enough to put your spirit up against the best and then uh, try me and test me. Uh, loved it. Hey, folks, stick around. I'll have a few closing notes here on Happy Hour Radio. He's local. He's all Northwest. Lars Larson. Weekdays, noon to 3. Talk Radio 570. KVI. KVI Want to Know Weekends. Time for another round of Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan. Right. This will be last call. Last call on this uh, version of Happy Hour Radio, this episode, this particular wonderful Saturday night. I got Tom Johnson, National Brand Ambassador of Noble Oak Spirits. We just went through a really strong flight. Um, I got to say that the Noble Oak Number 3, uh, very tasty. And even the Wyoming whiskey is really surprised me. There's a lot of flavor there, a lot of depth and some character, which is super fun. Um Tom, when you look at the whiskey world, you've been in, immersed in it here for uh, you know fourteen months at least, or maybe thirteen, I guess it was. What do you see is coming out next? Does Noble Oak have some other ideas uh, and other expressions coming out? Uh, our team is working really hard, and they're cooking in that direction. But year two, our focus is just rolling out the bourbon across the country. So okay, but you do have a rye. We do have the rye. So the rye is a Washington State exclusive product. You're kidding! It just came out in January. Can you so. open it? Oh, yeah. Which one should I dump? Um, Elijah Craig. <laughs> Down the hatch. Oh, man, the rye. I'm super excited about this. This is neat. I'm glad you brought something that is... Is it released yet? It's out, yeah. We it's have, out. Uh, you know, it's always a work in progress once That's a right. product gets released to actually get it out in places that people can uh, find it and get their hands on it, but... We don't have a ton of it, to be honest. So Wait, this is Washington State product? I mean, this is... No, where's the rye from? So, both these products come from Kentucky. Okay. But, again, we chose Washington as the spiritual home, so the plan is kind of if we roll out some new stuff, it's going to start in Washington State first. And, All right, what's the mash bill here? Uh, so, this is super high rye. This is 95% rye, 5% wow. malted barley. Okay, this is great. This is a great marker for me to really understand how much spice comes from rye, because this is a totally different um, 
aromatic profile. Yeah. I mean, we talk about structure on the palate, but we can talk about structure on the aroma too, because really, smell is taste, taste is smell. Um, this definitely has that spicy. Oh God, how can we explain? How would you? How do you describe why? So when I talk about uh, whiskey and American whiskey in particular, I say corn. Think cornbread. So that's your bourbon. Rye. Think rye bread. Or their constituent cereals. You got cereals. You got cereal grains. So corn flakes. You're right. Yeah. And because rye, you know, is but is it? Do you, when you think of rye, do you think of caraway? <laughs> kind of, but it's also just. A, but it's the a pure dense, rye bread is a very dense, bread. spicy yes. grain. It's got it's got lots of flavor to it. It's um, the texture. Uh, oh, I got to taste this. So let's smell it first. So that that rye bread note really comes out. It makes me think of uh, Niehaus. Yeah, you <laughs> the get Mariners. And it's it's actually floral. There is I, I, grains don't have flowers, do they? Uh, I don't know. I'm I don't know either. White flowers, and I smell new oak. Yeah, I think that the new oak also has a has a floral and vegetal element as well. Oh boy, that's jumping your mouth. That's action. Mmm, that's dry. It's very dry. Yeah, so it starts out super rich because this has so this is with portwood where our bourbon is with sherry. Really? Yeah. And is that ruby port or tawny port? You think? Uh, I believe it's tawny, but makes sense. Yeah. Tawny because the, it's been aged and you know they age it longer in tawny and uh, they age tawny port longer in those barrels than they do ruby. Ruby is basically two years and out, so tawny can be for shoot fifty, sixty years if you want. Um, this is a very lively spirit. This still dances on my palate, even though I've tasted, uh, swallowed it. Um, the dryness, there's a certain bitterness factor here on the mid-palate, which is exciting because it makes me think I can take a sip, and again, this is neat without any ice, and then actually have a bite to eat, which makes me think of uh, bourbon dinners or whiskey dinners. Oh, absolutely. And it's exciting now to have a, a second thing, so we can do some different cocktail flights, different options, but... I I want this with cheese after dinner, I think. Mm. That port finish actually gives you the very, very sweet note on the um on the finish it is and mildly complex because you're using almost one single grain, so you're not gonna have this depth of complexity with corn, wheat, barley, and or rye. This one um this is a strong competitor. This this could be a this is a signature. I yeah. mean, who else is doing 95% rye? There might be one or two out there. Um, but port finished, I think it adds that real nice spice to the uh, or sweetness to the spice that comes with rye. Absolutely. That's exactly how, it, how I would characterize it and just super rich and delicious. This is a couple bucks more a bottle on the shelf, so bourbon is 35 suggested retail. This is 40 Well, I'm enjoying it even more. How's that? Uh, Tom Johnson, what a treat. Congratulations on your new role as, uh, well, almost new. National Brand Ambassador for Noble Oak Spirits. It's NobleOakSpirits.com. You can find the rye. You can find the Double Oak Bourbon and Double Oak Rye at Esquin Wine and Spirits. Of course, you got a couple of restaurants real quick, bars. Uh, we really like uh, Ballard Fremont was our kind of home base, so check out Hattie's Hat, uh, the Gerald up there, Bitterroot Barbecue, but also the folks over in Capitol Hill, Stateside Foreign National. Uh, over on Queen Anne, check us out at Betty Restaurant, which is one of Seattle's hidden gems. For sure. And, of course, Dustin Arsett at Black Cat. Absolutely. Hey, man, 
Loved it. Thanks so much. Thank you very much. Hey, folks, uh, we'll see you next week. And remember, life is always better with a designated driver. Cheers.